but still, we were hustling it because obviously we had work the next day. We had things to get to, and neither one of us wanted to stay the night in the car in a park in um, the Jeep yeah. with whoever else was staying overnight in the canyon. <laughs> but it went from amazing sunset adventure to panic in the canyon. You know, it was just like, <laughs> what happened here? And there was no cell phone coverage. That's right. As we got deeper into the 13 miles, the cell phone didn't work. So we're like, okay, this is great. Hi, you've reached the Caldwells. Please leave a message and we will get back with you just as soon. (laughs) Welcome to the RV Work-Life Balance Podcast with your traveling nomadic hosts, Sherry and Russ Caldwell. Hey, that's us. We're living the dream, working from home, baby. No matter where home is. And you can too. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Cheers. Cheers. This will be fun. It's uh, great to get a chance to do this again. So tell me, what is today's podcast about? Where are we today? You know, isn't that like a question we ask all the time? Like, Actually, where that's what everyone asks us yeah. all the time. Where, are, where are you? Yeah. And sometimes we like wake up and I remember having to constantly open the blinds and go, oh yeah, that's where we are. Because you lose track in our RV. Like you close the blinds and you can't remember where you are. Yeah. Close it all up tight and you could be anywhere until you open the blinds. Yeah. When, you, when you're moving every week or two, some, we don't like to move too much, but we do move every week or two typically. It is amazing how many times I wake up going, where am I mm-hmm. again? So, which is scary sometimes, but usually really pretty exciting. So, so here we are in here we Las are. Vegas, baby. Las Vegas, baby. Today, we're talking about sunset adventures. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. And tell me what really happened yesterday. Was it just yesterday? Or was it the day before? It was the day before. Okay, we're still recovering because it was quite traumatic, (laughs) super traumatic. So Monday night. Monday night. We decide to go out on a sunset adventure, and we end up, what? Getting locked in. Locked in uh, Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area just outside of Las Vegas. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we got locked happened? in. So how do we get back here? Like what happened? Oh my God. So we decided to go out on this adventure. It's part of a gypsy guide tour. Well, Love it's now gypsy called guide. guide Along. Guide Along. Guide Along Tour. Uh, specifically the Grand Canyon West Rim, Hoover Dam, and Red Rock Canyon. And the tour takes you through down the Las Vegas Strip all over the area here, talking about all kinds of interesting destinations and history and geology and just a really fun drive. So we set out after work on Monday to go see the Red Rock Canyon, which is just down the road from where we're staying. If you haven't heard it before, we love Gypsy Guide, now called Guide Along. Mm -hmm. Check the description for the links kind of thing. These are fantastic guided tours through some of the most amazing places. Mostly they start out as national National parks, parks, but they've expanded. And the Gypsy Guide himself is hilarious. And so whenever there's a chance to do that, we always take them. And when we rolled into Vegas, Sherry said, 
there's a gypsy guide here. Yeah. So we did this. So that's how we went on this adventure. It was like an after work. Hey, let's go do this. It's gypsy guide. What could go wrong? It was close and we didn't really know what to expect. That's right. Uh, so we set out and went through the canyons. And it's so interesting because we went out a uh, big diamond, maybe? Blue diamond? Blue diamond. Yep. Okay. So we set out and there's a lot of strip malls. There's a lot of neighborhoods, Housings housing and, developments. Yep. And then all of a sudden you come out into the desert and it's really desolate, quite desolate. And there's just scrub brush. What's the hilarious signs we kept driving by? Oh, burrows. That's right. Wild burrows. And I spent all my time looking for wild donkeys and burrows there. Yeah. We didn't see any. They were every like mile a warning. Watch out. Wild burrows. I'm like, oh my goodness. I want to meet a burrow. And don't feed the wild burrows or the wild horses. Yeah. They made it sound like they were everywhere. I didn't see a single one. No. No. But it was absolutely gorgeous. It It was a beautiful drive. And then we started to get into the mountains just right there in the yep. in the middle of it. It was amazing. So we get to the Red Rock Canyon, which is a national conservation area, part of the National Park System. And we turned in and Gypsy Guide was telling us where to go. Guide Along was telling us where to go. And uh, we got through the gate with mm-hmm. our America the Beautiful Pass. Get to America the Beautiful Pass. Yeah. Well worth it. You, you like spend for... For younger people, it's like an $80 annual fee to renew. When we get old, we get special discounts and serious deals on that. I don't really know. But it gets us into all the parks for next to nothing. As many times as we want. So it has saved us a lot of money because generally going into the parks, well, last night's was just $20 entrance fee. But a lot of them are $35 to get into Zion, Grand Canyon, the, the bigger parks. So it is a deal when you're traveling to have the America the Beautiful Pass. You just show that with your driver's license and you go right through the gates as many times as you want. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. This was interesting, though. When we went into this park, it's a little different. Uh, Sherry just mentioned things like Zion and and Grand Canyon. When we went into this park, this was a park that actually had those uh, tire... Severe severe tire tire damage. damage. Yeah, so if you go backwards on this... One way. Which is really weird because we see those in like... Some strange campgrounds and stuff like that, but we—I don't remember Browsing seeing that as a, at a major national park. So we knew rolling in, it was a little different, and that plays out later when it when yeah. the, the disaster yeah, yeah, yeah. happens. Yeah, so. yeah. So basically, the the Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area, just outside of Las Vegas, Nevada, it is a thirteen mile scenic loop, one way through this incredible canyon with the mountains right up along the side of the road. And there's all these little stop-off points where Guide Along is suggesting, hey, you should stop here and look for this adventure, this trail. And he always gives great information about the different hikes along the way and things to see and good stops and stops. You don't really need to stop here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The cool thing about Guide Along, which I still prefer Gypsy Guide. I know, me too. So I'm going to refer to it as Gypsy Guide, but oh. Guide Along is the, the the app. But the cool thing is it uses the direction you're going and your location to actually tell you the story. So if you go down one road on one direction, you'll hear a set of stories that if you go the other direction, you hear a different set of stories. 
And what's great is occasionally he'll say, oh, you should pull in here. And if you do go in there, he'll say things like, great job or <laughs> good, good choice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really funny. And like Sherry was saying, he will point out things that are not really pointed out typically on the map you get when you go in the gates. No, like yeah. So yeah, he'll say, yeah, yeah. skip this one, but go to the next one. And here's why. So All the secrets. It's great. And, and he talks about everything. Yeah. Geography, science, history, gossip, ghost stories. It's like he's sitting in the back seat, like <laughs> tapping you on the shoulder. Hey, turn here. This is going to be great. And then when you do, he's like, good job. <laughs> so you feel good about yourself. A lot of fun. So, yeah, it was amazing and beautiful. Just breathtaking. This These red rocks, which are actually, I guess, big piles of rock rusting in the desert. Yeah. Uh, sandstone and yeah, we listen to all the geology. Yeah, and we'll link in, try to link in some of the pictures into uh, the description as well. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. And there's different portions as you go on this 13 mile trek and you can get out. In fact, many of the stops, there's uh, hiking. And so we would see people hiking out there. Mm -hmm. Now that night we were just doing a quick sunset adventure. So we were planning, we took lots of pictures. We loved listening to the, to a gypsy guide or ride along or is that what it's called? Ride along? Guide along. Guide along, sorry. The, the name changes, throws me off a little bit. Yeah. But uh, so we weren't really hiking too far, although we did do a couple of treks. We so did. We did. There was a short, and he always tells you whether it's short or long and if yeah. you should take water and sunscreen and be very careful out there, he says. But we did park and went on the, the short trail to see the pictographs and... The petroglyphs. You have to explain that now. And animal roasting pits uh, out in the desert. These are, you know, sacred grounds. There have been Native Americans up in these hills and places, mountains, mm -hmm. for, for thousands of years. So in some of the national parks, national monuments, there's actually remnants of the Native American culture. Right. And so in Red Rock Canyon... There's an area where they have pictographs, which are actually paintings on the rock. Somebody puts their hand into a paint-like substance and then slaps it on the rock kind of thing, right? And thousands of years later, there's still these hand imprints that you can see on the rock. That's right. And and so that was cool. It was. They have very tiny hands. Yeah? <laughs> they did. Um, that was cool. And also in that area where they have those pictographs off the side of the trail, they have these roasting pits that the Native Americans had built for different ceremonies or events or things, times when they came out for ceremonies in the desert. Big barbecue for all their friends. Yeah. That's what I think. And yeah. you could see it. Yeah. Um, with how they pile up the rocks into an open pit and then they line the open pit with flat uh, rocks and stones. And I guess they roasted boar and stuff like that up in there. Yum. At the Native American parties. Yeah. And then just a little bit further along the way on the other side of the road was the uh, petroglyphs. So you skipped over the most important part. Oh, I'm so, sorry. No, no, no. So we saw the the handprints. That was like a 10-foot walk, mm -hmm. not very far. Yeah. Got back in the car, drove a little bit further, and then actually had to do some hiking. So mm -hmm. spent, you know, if 
uh, we I don't think we've told this on any of the podcasts yet, but in the past season, we had actually been hiking in Utah and stumbled across a snow very canyon. large, yes, uh, yes, a snow canyon. That's right, large snake. A rattlesnake. A rattlesnake that I almost stepped on. I wasn't paying attention. Just, I, I was, saw it. I was blabbering away. <laughs> but that because of that event, every time we go hiking now, we spend a lot of time looking for snakes and other kind of dangerous animals. So. And making a lot of noise. That's right. You want to be seen. So so that was the big difference. So the first one was like 10 feet. No, no problem. This one was like follow the signs to get to the rock wall where they had carved stuff in, yeah. right? Petroglyphs are actually chipped into the stone. The difference between pictographs, which are painted, and petroglyphs, which are chipped away, carved. Uh, So, yeah, there was another area on the other side where we hiked back to see the petroglyphs, little all kinds of symbols. I'm trying to remember if there was anything recognizable because you can always see. You know, inappropriate images. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But there's people. Yeah. And, um, symbols and yeah, yeah, it was neat. Yeah. It was neat. We took some pictures and it was worth a little hike and we only saw, we didn't see any snakes or anything. We saw like a rabbit and stuff. We didn't, and birds and, bugs. oh, we had those big bees. So, oh, dive bombing, yeah. kamikaze bees or but bugs. Or it was bugs. worth it because yeah, we it got to fun. check the box that we hiked. So, yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is good. So then we got back in the car. And yep. back on the 13-mile scenic loop. Yep. And we're going along, and they're talking about uh, flash floods and yep. all kinds of features of the valley. And it was fascinating. And then we came around to the exit. But then we decided, well, the, the exit is actually very near the okay. entrance. You're, you're jumping way ahead. No. So. The, what was the other interesting sign we saw all the way through the 13 miles? Don't drive over the tortoises. Everywhere, <laughs> in every parking lot, look under your cars for tortoises. And every mile or two, hey, watch for tortoise crossings. Yeah. And, but it was exactly like the burrows where I spent all my time looking for tortoises. We were and looking for anything. We man. didn't see a single tortoise. Because then uh, Guide Along was talking about coyotes and right. bobcats big and bees. sheep. That's right. Oh, that's uh, right. There was sheep. a sign for bighorn sheep. Uh, so we're looking for yeah. all these animals, but we didn't see any. Which is weird because one of the things we like about Sunset Adventures is there's a couple of magical things about it. One, it's after work. And, and when you go to major parks, usually that's when everybody's leaving. They've been there mm-hmm. early all day. And so people are streaming Best out. Best time to go is at the end of the day. The second big thing is that uh, the lighting is fantastic. So when you're taking pictures, it's amazing. Some of our best stuff is because we went at sunset. Uh-huh. And the third best reason is because it's a magic time when animals come out to yeah. feed and stuff. So, you know, when you're driving on the freeway, it's bad because that's when the deer come out and they want to jump mm-hmm. in front of your car. But when you're at a national park, it's a time when you see all these animals coming out and eating. So I thought our odds were really high to see these magic burrows and, of course, the tortoise. And we didn't see either one of those. No. So that 13 miles, we did these two little stops. We got to see these pictographs and petroglyphs. And uh, we didn't see any of these animals. We saw Mm-mm. a bird. We saw a rabbit, blah, Mm-mm. blah, blah. But nothing really cool, I thought. So we, we did wander. There was like one or two more stops where they were we were high up at one point. We got to take shots with Vegas in the background. Yeah. That was neat. And what was also cool, there was very few people in the parking lots because of that. Yeah. So we rolled in and there was nobody there. 
But yeah, then we wander through the rest of the 13 miles. And so I'll hand it back to you because it it, it all comes back around. Okay. So we got to the exit and it's like a serious exit. Okay, you're going now. There's, you know, the spikes where severe tire damage. Do not back up. Don't go the wrong way. So we went out. They also have those huge metal plates. Oh, that's right. So the animals can't cross over. Yeah, the cow catchers or whatever they are. So we went out and we turned left. We were actually going to go back into Las Vegas to Fremont Street. Mm -hmm. But before we did that, we were talking about the desert tortoises. And we knew at the visitor center, which closes at 4.30 p.m., they have a desert tortoise refuge. So uh, they also have bathrooms. So I had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So we ended up going back inside the park and going to the visitor center. And this was about 7.30. Yeah, 7.30. But when we pulled up to uh, show our card again Mm -hmm. to the the guy, he said, we said, oh, we just want to go to the visitor center. He said, oh, by the way, it's closed. And we're like, oh, we know. We just want to go over there. And take a look. And he was like, okay. And he let us go. Didn't say a Didn't word. Didn't say a word. Right? He's like, good luck, basically. That the park closes at 8, eight. o'clock. Right. We right. knew the visitor center closed at 4.30. Yeah, okay, we knew it was closed. You know, that's the cost of Sunset Adventure yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So, but we figured with a desert tortoise refuge, there might be an They're outdoor area. They're not going to be trapped inside. Yeah. That we could see the tortoises mm. and go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> so we... Drove, it was just a short mile. I, I mean, it was a short little distance away from the front gate. Yeah. And there was no one there. Nobody. No. It was locked Because it was down. closed. Right. And it's a beautiful building. Yeah, it's really cool. Kind of set into the topography of the desert. Yep. And so we, we walked around. And at first there was like nowhere, no way to get through the visitor center. We could see the other side through the glass, the the exit out into this patio area. But we just kept following the sidewalk and there was a little break in the side. I mean, that wasn't like a clandestine entry no, or anything like that. there's a path that, it was that goes a path. around the side and it's all a normal people path. And it walks you around to a amphith- little mini amphitheater uh-huh. where they would obviously do things. And On the you, other side. And when you keep going, we kept thinking there was going to be like a wall that stopped us. And you keep going again and it takes you to the other side. And there's nothing, you're not, it's nothing that, it's open, right? We're yeah. not, like you said, no, we're not we weren't breaking trespassing. Entering, nothing. So we go over there and there's these really cool exhibits for kids to play on stuff. There's the parents. Just in the outside area. It's really cool. And they had the tortoise area. And we got to look over the tortoise refuge. Yeah. Um, All along the back was the tortoise refuge. And basically it was out onto the desert. Mm -hmm. There was a metal wall about maybe 50 feet. Out yep. from yep. the viewing area, and they and we could see little bowls of water, like dog bowls, pet bowls of water, and then they had these half tunnels dug into the desert. They had little little shelters. Yeah, they built little homes for the the tortoises to go into. Right, they were made out of a big PVC pipe kind of thing, and it was there so that that out in the desert, these were tortoises that were. In, in, according to the descriptions, they were saved from either being hit mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So these were ones that they brought back that were likely going to die. And they built this amazing little location. It's got 
plants in there and water bowls strategically placed so they had food and water. And then they had multiple little places where they can go underground and stay cool and be safe and stuff. But it was great. And we thought, oh, we're going to see tons we of tortoises. We didn't see a single, see a and single it's one. And sunset. It's I, cool. We figured they're going to be all out. I kept imagining that a burrow was going to come out of one of those. <laughs> we're not getting a tortoise. Maybe Still a burrow. Still looking for the burrows. Out. Yeah, some burrows. The wild burrows. Yeah. So, so this was cool, but we were like, bumming out because we're like okay we finally made it to the sacred area of the tortoise refuge and it was so cool it was very cool beautiful and we had it all to ourselves so we were enjoying this because we got to see this and there was no kids running around it was great and we we kept walking around from section to section to see all the new areas and we read some of the text but Mm -hmm. you know we were not there to do that we're looking for tortoises and we eventually made it around the corner and you saw half a tortoise the butt well it wasn't grizzly it wasn't like a half no yeah a he was kind of sticking his head in the yeah, bushes yeah he was so. just hiding in a bush and yep. we could just kind of see his back end yeah his leg he or she we're not quite it, sure actually right. we didn't get a chance it, to ask they so. and it yeah. didn't move <laughs> yeah we were trying we to make tried sure to talk to it trying but... to get it to move his leg to make sure it was alive we're gonna go with alive so yeah and we didn't throw anything i think at they it collect up the like dead that. ones that would so. be right so he's just hanging out but and at that point, we started seeing rabbits everywhere. It was like the sun rabbit. dropped and rabbits, long-haired, rabbit. long-eared. Rabbit. <laughs> long-eared rabbits or jackrabbits or something. Desert rabbits. Everywhere all of a sudden. So yeah. we went from no animals to tons of rabbits and then half a tortoise. So And there was a quail that was calling that was and hilarious. chasing and after us. us. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a kid at first. A quail bird. And he kept following us and yelling at us. It was hilarious. And he was only like 20 feet away following us around. So that was our animal excitement. And it was truly a magic hour. Yep. And then they, the bathrooms, well, so we they walked had back porta out, potties. And then uh, Sherry had to go visit one of these wonderful porta potties. And right. we decided, okay, well, okay, let's time to go. So we jump in the car and pull out. And we're going slow, looking for animals on our way out. And we're headed towards the exit right by the entrance. And uh, we get up to the gate, and it's closed. Locked. Yeah, not just like So I actually got out of the car, because I'm like, well, maybe they just kind of put a little you know, thing here. And I'm like, oh, no, it's physically locked with a lock. And there's no going around it. There's no over, under. There's no way to get out. And it's now at the point where it's not sunset. Sun is down. Okay. But it was only like 8.15 That's right. maybe. But there's just a glow behind the mountains at this point. There's no more light on the <laughs> right. road. Right. So, it's getting really scary. So we decide, okay, we'll just go out where we came in with the guy there. We'll just back up. And we went that direction. Even though it said, do not enter one way. Yeah. We're like, you know, we'll just tell the guy. <laughs> not the there, severe tire damage part. He though. was gone. Lights were off. Everything I mean, was locked up. 8 o'clock, he slammed that closed and drove away. And went and locked the gates. Yeah. And then, so we went a little further, and sure enough, he had locked the other gate as well. So we were now two gates closed, and we decided we have one chance out of here, which is the direction we went the first time, which is 13 miles again. So, which is fine. That's not a long distance. But at this point, we don't even know if that last gate is open. Right. It was pitch black. That's right. And we went back to that first exit gate and there was a sign that had like oh if you're interested in camping or whatnot call recreation.gov and and it had a 1-800 number so we're calling the 1-800 number i'm like should i call 911 and tell them that we're locked in red canyon 
park. <laughs> so at this point, like, hey, we're going to move this along, but we're going to tell you the story that at this point, Sherry's dialing for safety reasons. I'm driving way past the speed limit that you're supposed to at night, and it got super dark. Instantly, the moment we were like locked in, it felt like all the light went to zero, right? And there was like no one. No one's there. Everyone's gone. And we're like, we are locked in this park. We did have our snack bag and we had two bottles of water in the car. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're driving really fast, way past what they they said. And I'm looking for animals because I expect now I'm driving so fast, I'm going to hit a burrow and a tortoise, right? Right. And so, but I'm getting careful. We're driving pretty quick though. And we want to get to the other side because if, the guy that was let us in was locking the other gate. I wanted to catch him. So we're flying through these 13 miles. So you, your time to get there is a long time to get there. And it's very twisted, very twisty. And then we got to one, one point where, well, we saw a couple of cars, like maybe two. Some lights in the distance, yeah. In the parking It's areas. a one-way road, by the way. So yeah. you, you only can go that way. So yeah. yeah. And then we did, by the time we got to about eight miles, maybe, we had a car behind us that had come down off the four buying. That was the second car. So the first one, there was a parking lot. It was a a small car just parked there. I'm like, okay, either they're trapped with us or they know something we don't. (laughs) And then you're right. About the halfway point, past the halfway point, I could see a Jeep coming off uh, the the, uh, off-road area coming our way so i was like okay now there's two cars also in trouble or maybe we're gonna be fine and then we came around behind a car that was going toward the exit but he was following the speed limit so we were like going 25 miles an hour are we gonna survive this adventure we also saw a van where the back was open like they obviously were doing something as well so so we started to calm down a little bit but still we were hustling it because Obviously, we had work the next day. We had things to get to. And neither one of us wanted to stay the night in the car, in a park. In um, the Jeep with whoever else was staying overnight in the canyon. (laughs) So the point of this whole episode was, you know, Sunset Adventures. But it went from amazing Sunset Adventure to panic in the canyon. You know, it was just like, (laughs) what happened here? And there was no cell phone coverage. That's right. As we got deeper into the 13 miles, the cell phone didn't work. So we're like, okay, this is great. But we followed that 25-mile-an-hour person slowly to the gate. Our little caravan headed toward the gate. And it was open. Thank goodness. (gasps) Thank God. So we, we, you know, the rest of the story was we ended up going back through Vegas, back to the house, back to the rig. And, uh, you know, that was all good. They don't normally go like that, luckily. Most of our Sunset Adventures, <laughs> you know, they go like the beginning of that adventure. We had never right. been locked in somewhere, so. And the beauty of Sunset Adventures, it's kind of like our whole work-life balance where we we both work mm-hmm. all day. Russ is on Zoom and mm-hmm. conference calls with his team and clients all over the world. So he he's in the rig sitting at the zoom all day and i i always worry it's like are you having fun and what do you say to me yeah because every time i have a break during the day like for lunch or at the end of the day i shut everything down and we're here and wherever here is it's generally amazing it's someplace we've never been before this week it's las vegas before it's been Zion National Park or the Grand Canyon, all these amazing places. Right. So 
that's a big factor of why sunset adventures are so important to us because that's the time that we have to explore an adventure. Even on weekends, we cherish our sleeping days. We're not really sunrise people, but the sunset, and like Russ said, it's, it's less people, more animals generally, and just the best lighting when you can enjoy a sunset over the desert or in the mountains or the Grand Canyon. We could do it these amazing places almost every day if we wanted to, but that gets Mm -hmm. exhausting too. And so we get to pick the days that are good. So if it's raining out, we're like, oh, we'll just stay home and we'll work around the rig. Mm -hmm. If it's beautiful out, we're like, hey, let's go to XYZ. And before we've rolled into uh, an area, Sherry's usually not only picked out the the location we're going to stay, but she's already found some neat things we we might want to go see. And so we'll already know, hey, if we get a chance, let's go after work at this. And that's what Red Rock was. It Mm -hmm. was, hey, I ended the calls, not early, but I ended the calls and we headed out there. And if we hadn't been locked in, it was actually a perfect (laughs) sunset adventure. It was. So normally they go perfectly. That was one of the funniest ones because we've never been locked in before. But it is amazing because when we first started doing it, it was because we had no choice, right? It was like, well, we can't go during work, work hours. But like the one I remember the most was we were rolling into Zion and we went to Zion two or three times because we could do that because we were in the area for two weeks. But when we were rolling in, there was just so many cars streaming out, so many minivans and just families rolling out as we were driving in. We had no line. Like there's, if you read the little intro, hey, make sure you get in this line and come at this time at yeah. this, to well, beat don't the crowd. Have, you, you don't have to have out. an access pass. That's Sometimes right. at the at the bigger national parks, you have to reserve an entry time and you go online and it's like two bucks to reserve your entry time. We did do that at Rocky Mountain National Park. Yep. But generally, that's only until maybe three o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the afternoon. And then you don't have to have a reservation to enter the national park. Yeah. And that's when people are leaving. And that is the best time to go. It is. And then Zion, they, they, we were listening to Gypsy Guide again, because, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me. Guide along. Guide along. And, you know, he's saying, oh, at certain times of the day, you're going to need to park early and catch the bus and all this kind of Yeah. We drove all the way in without a line. We parked at the best spot. When we got on the bus, we could, there's a part where you have to ride the bus. Mm-hmm. There was like three people on the bus with um, us. Nobody else. We had the place to ourselves. Yeah. We went back to ride the shuttle, the tram, on a weekend. Yeah. But the Sunset Adventure, there's a different part of Zion National Park called Kolob Canyons. Oh, yeah. Which is actually outside, quite a few miles outside of Zion. So our first night when we got to town, it was very late in the afternoon. So we got to the campground. We got set up. And then we went driving out to see what we could see. But it was really too late to even try to go out to Zion. But this Kolob Canyons is a part of Zion. And it was amazing. I mean, it was closed. It was after 5 or 6 o'clock at night. And it was closed. But that's fine. You still can drive on through. Uh, So it it was another scenic canyon loop drive. And it was amazing. incredible. Yeah. yeah. It, I, that was our first, you're right. I forgot. That was our first experience. We hadn't even gone into Zion and Mm-mm. we went there. And I was like, even if this was Zion, mm-hmm. that was enough for me. It was <laughs> so incredible. Kolob was. Yeah. And we went all the way to the top, took pictures the whole way. And I look at those pictures now and it's incredible. 
and then we did Zion. You're right. I forgot that was yeah, over the, the early, weekend and yep. the, several times. Zion and that was Bryce Canyon. That was that sunset thing. We just jumped on the in the car and went out right after work. See what we could see. That's right. But uh, the sunset adventures are not always at national parks. Uh, and there's been so many amazing experiences, but we we just there's a couple that really stand out. So what um, are some of those? Well, I think one of the first ones when we first started full timing, and this was kind of I was still stressing out about, oh, are we going to be able to find places to stay <laughs> and where to go? And we had wanted to go back out through South Dakota, but at that time it was so busy. Yep. And so crowded, the parks and the and the campgrounds and everything. So this this guy we met at the Thousand Trails in Washington State before we headed out said, "Hey, go up to North Dakota and go across and this and that." Anyway, our first sunset adventure was actually in Medora, North Dakota. Yep, which was such a surprise, and we went into the little town. There's also a national park up there, Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which is amazing because, you know, you see bison in in Yellowstone and going around the road and it's a big crowd and traffic situation and all that. Well, Theodore Roosevelt National Park has huge herds of bison as well. And it's just so natural. And you're driving up the road at that magic hour mm-hmm. and all the bison are out crossing the road right next to the road, hanging out, doing their thing. And, and you're part of it, but there was no one else around no. and it was just so cool. But then the, the big thing about Medora. Well, before you even leave okay. Theodore National Park though. Uh-huh. So the other part that's really, there's two big things I remember. One was the bison, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole other section with the prairie dogs. Oh, yeah. And the barking prairie dogs there <laughs> are hilarious. They have whole sections, the whole parking lots that it says pull off here and you get out of your car and you just see them everywhere and they're oh. making their sounds and stuff. And so, yeah, there's sections where it's all about the uh, bison and some it's about the prairie dogs. There's wild horses there. It is beautiful. And you're right. This was after hours for us, after work hours. Mm -hmm. And there was nobody there. Mm -hmm. Nobody there. So cannot recommend that park enough. It's in the southwest corner of North Dakota. So you just get into the bottom corner of North Dakota is Medora. And this national park is there. And then what else is there? The big draw is the Medora Musical, which... How do we even, it, it's this tiny town, Medora, North Dakota, and it's all touristied up to be this old West town yep. with the uh, wooden boardwalks and the old country themed stores and Western wear and the fudge shop, of course, and yeah. the ice cream shop and, and uh, handicraft places. It's really cute. And I guess normally it has what? Less than a thousand people population. Yeah, it was nine hundred or something. They yeah, said. it was ridiculously small. Yep. Yeah, but during the summer months, they have the Medora Musical, which out in the desert on the opposite side of the highway from Theodore Roosevelt and the Medora Campground is this incredible amphitheater that they've built in. 
thousand seats or more. Yep. Uh, sloped down in an amphitheater, all facing this stage where they've built this set that moves and opens and they and it's a it's a set of the town it's broken into two pieces and it can be separated in half it's on train mm-hmm. rails so they can slide the the town in half and then from the out from the backside they'll have uh the band be pushed out so occasionally when they'll be playing the band and stuff like that but they'll have horses and carriages come on on stage it is humongous just out in the middle of the canyon yeah they carved it into the canyon and it is a fantastic show Mm -hmm. fantastic show can't say it enough we've we talk about medora musical more than almost both places because and it's not because the show is amazing it is yeah it's how unusual that it's in this location right it's not a new york musical or anything but it's like in this town of 900 people. And why it's so unusual? So many of the castmates <laughs> actually work in those shops down at yeah. the bottom of the hill. Yep. So it's the people that work the town. Also, many of them come up and work in the show. Now, all the main singers and dancers, I think, are all pros. They come in from But a whole bunch of the backstage yeah. people are also the people that work in town. Yeah. And that has been going on for a long time. A very long That show's been ongoing for a long time. And before the Medora musical... Just before the performance, we went over for the pitchfork steak fondue. Yeah. fondue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's a huge meal, <laughs> and they're cooking hundreds of New York strip steaks on the tines of pitchforks. three tine uh, pitchforks that are in these huge vats. They put three big vats of oil mm-hmm. and they're dunking these in uh, with all these steaks so they can cook for all these people. And when we first heard about it, it was like, it didn't sound great. That's not no. how we cook steak. Fondue, baby. Fondue steak. <laughs> but they cook these full-size steaks. And then they have all their other food there. Right? They have baked potatoes and salad. Buffet and style. It's a big buffet. So you go through there and we signed up for it because we said we want the whole experience. Yeah. yeah, and yeah we yeah. did. And it was actually pretty good. It was wonderful. Yeah. And it was cool because you eat family style on these big tables. So you get to talk to outdoors. other people. And you're outdoors. You're actually overlooking the canyon and stuff. It was really fun. So if you ever get to go to Medora, do the steak fondue. Pitchfork steak fondue. It's crazy fun. Before the Medora musical. You you eat and then you walk over and watch the show. It's awesome. Yeah. That was like something, uh, a a sunset adventure plus (laughs) grand scale. That was amazing. So Medora was great. Mm -hmm. What were some of the other ones we really liked? Uh, Another one that really stands out is, was in Idaho. We stayed in Idaho next to the Snake River. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, it turned out horses. to be a really nice campground yeah. on the river. There was a big herd of horses that they would, the horses would come visit the campground like right every by day. our RV cool. every afternoon. I guess it was their feeding or something. roaming yeah. time. And then they would all turn around and go back to the ranch house for dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> but and it was amazing they, there were the moms and the babies and, and we and, thought that was the cool part yeah and then we... okay so we decided to go out on a sunset adventure let's go see what we can see okay well there's this craters of the moon national monument kind of on the other side of the valley it was a bit of a drive but a drive. you know that's what sunset adventures are all that's about right. and it was incredible <laughs> another shockingly cool place yes. otherworldly yeah. seriously 
To the point that they, apparently NASA goes there to test out equipment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you go there, it feels like you could shoot every movie there. Because it looks like... The it, lava field. It's, yeah, it's like the lava rocks you see in your grill or on in a fire pit. Uh-huh. But it's like for miles, right? It's just unworldly, like you said. Yeah. And, and it then, was really cool. And we could, again, there's a scenic drive and mm-hmm. we did a bit of hiking in the different areas. Yeah. And there were very different areas within this huge acreage that had once been covered yeah. by lava flow. But there were different formations because yep. they had some of the ash cone vol- volcanoes mm-hmm. in one section. One section had com- been completely burnt up and was kind of like petrified. Mm-hmm. All the stuff there. It, it was just oh, there's and there a were campground. caves. There's a campground too. There's a there's a campground. We couldn't have fit our rig there, but I think we went to use the bathroom. We did. <laughs> yeah, my wife tries at all the bathrooms. It's a theme. So we we traveled to the campground just to see the kind of uh, campers that were there and see yeah. what it's like. So if you have a smaller trailer or camper, it would look really cool. It yeah, really cool. Just out in the yeah. barren rocks. And there were caves and Moonscape. stuff, but we choose our battles, and it was a decent hike we went half the way and we said yeah this is good enough yeah we did go down the trails yeah toward the caves and kind of we saw part of the them, opening of one was, we didn't want to go for the yeah, long distance because yeah we Bats. had to get home yeah didn't yeah. want to get stuck so we loved that place and anytime like we do a lot of sunset adventures but like the one we just talked about at the beginning was kind of funny and scary most of the time they're just amazing or they're pretty good craters of the moon was one of our top places we can't mm-hmm. recommend enough mm-hmm. because we left there and went through other surprising places like Atomic City. So there's a lot of neat things that roll out of when you go on these adventures. What's what's some of the other ones we did? Uh, they've all been really different. I mean, we love the national parks and the national conservation areas and all of that. But then we did the ghost towns and graveyards Those in southwest good. Utah. Mm-hmm. That was Great, and and that hike where we encountered the rattlesnake. That's right. In Amarillo, Texas. Again, that was a completely different adventure to the Cadillac Ranch. And we're like, "Eh, what's the Cadillac Ranch? Because you can see it off in the distance of a field from the interstate. But, you know, okay, we read up a little bit on it. We're like, okay, it's these Cadillacs that have been planted in the desert. Right. All right. Which we knew about from a while ago. But Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, what's they're, the big deal? they're iconic, but yeah. we didn't know what to expect, really. And then it's like, okay, you, you should go get some spray paint. Yeah. And, and <laughs> for some reason, buying spray paint at the Walmart in Amarillo, Texas, is a whole process because yeah. their spray paint is all locked up. Yeah. Uh, so you have to chase around and Show find your license, to, make yeah. sure not, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. not huffing paint or something. Uh, so So we did. We went to Walmart. We yep. bought some spray paint, yep. and we went out to the Cadillac Ranch, these cars, off the side of the road. And it's a little bit of a hike out to get to, the, to yep. the cars. And it turned out to be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I think part of it, the reason it was amazing, was because of the time of day. Mm-hmm. And we didn't mention this other one, but we did a similar kind of place here in Vegas with the, the colored rocks, mm. the stacks of rocks. Seven magic Seven mountains. Seven magic mountains. And I'm sure it's amazing at the right times. We went there just as we came here. We went the wrong time because it, it was, was on the weekend. Hot. It was hot. And it was midday <laughs> and it was packed. It was, a, it was a weekend, which is against our sunset uh-huh. thing. 
it was at midday against our thing, and it was packed full of people. So, so it was the opposite of everything, and we did not enjoy it. We took pictures just so we could say we were there, oh, but it we was enjoyed it. But mm, yeah, it was okay. Hot. It was not a sunset. It, it was, was not, not a proper sunset. Cadillac sunset. Ranch. It was over by the camping world. That's right. Cadillac <laughs> Ranch checked all the boxes. It was the right time of day. So if you look at our photographs, we'll try to link some down below. They're beautiful. They're amazing. And it's not because we're good at photographs. It's because the right time of day, yeah. those colorful cars with Sherry and the cars and the sunset, it was cool. It was yeah. great. So, And we did a similar one down the street with the slug bugs where they had buried some VW On the other bugs. side of town. That was fun too. Yeah. So yeah. it was a different day we did that, but uh, it, it was equally cool because it was the right time of the day. Well, see, too, when we went to Cadillac Ranch and then the Slugbug Ranch, which is on the other side of Amarillo, we got to paint. We got to do graffiti, and it was totally legit and okay, yeah, and everybody was on the scene, and and we ended up having a great time. It was really fun. It was so fun. We did the best painting, by the way, We too. did. So. Ours are neon orange yeah, and black. A black outline. So you so. could really see what, what we did. Yeah. Check out our pictures. Yeah, You'll yeah, like yeah. it. Um, but we could not paint at the Seven Magic Mountains. Those no, stacks of rocks let you out do that together. There. That's a proper art yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah. So no graffiti. No so that, fun. <laughs> so so that was one of our favorite ones. What else? Okay. Uh, I would choose San Antonio, Texas. Love San Antonio. Two different sunset adventures, I would call them, mm -hmm. evening adventures. The one night we went down into town to the Riverwalk and had margaritas and tacos on the Riverwalk. We took the boat yeah, all around fun. after dark. And then there was a church, an old church right off the Riverwalk that did this amazing light show presentation. Like project onto the church yeah. images, not just lights and stuff. So it's like a story the of history the history of, of San Antonio. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. So, and I didn't know when we went to San Antonio, because we were crossing country at the time, I didn't know anything about San Antonio mm -hmm. other than the name. Mm -hmm. So when there was this river walk, everyone I've talked to said, oh yeah, the river, like I didn't know anything about it. So when we went there, one, you got to go ahead of time. So mm -hmm. I was working and Sherry occasionally goes I out. I took the trolley tour. She goes out and does the tours, figures out all the cool stuff. And then after one of these sunset adventures, she's already figured out we're going to go do this. Yeah. And so we got to see the best stuff. We had uh, a great dinner and drinks along the water. And we got to go see this show in the church. And that was because she kind of figured it all out, which is really cool. Yeah. Anywhere you go, you want to type in on Google, visit sanantonio.com. And those are the tourism offices. And they have a lot of great information. There's a lot of great sources of quirky places to go and things to see. And then I, I always like to visit the visitor center when I can find it in a new place to just to kind of get the scoop. Research. What's the other thing we did? Oh, in San Antonio then, uh, there's a rodeo. It happened to be in town. It was like the National Rodeo was in town, and it was at the big dome they had there. Yeah. So it was an indoor rodeo, which is good because it was so super cool. windy that day. Yeah. And when we went inside, it was amazing. So we love rodeos, first off, and they do the barrel racing, and they do bull riding, and the kids catching calves and riding sheep and stuff like that. They did everything you can imagine at the rodeo they did there. And it was professional. Oh, yeah. And we'd been watching Yellowstone. So we <laughs> it's not like we had a 
been to a lot of rodeos yeah. in our lives before. We had one in Kitsap County, I think, yeah. right? Every year. But yeah, we'd been watching Yellowstone. So there was a lot of rodeo action in that season and what was going on. So we were experts so we, at that Yeah, point. we kind of knew what was going on. <laughs> we had our cowboy hats. Yeah. We sat up there, it really fun. enjoyed it. Really, it was fun. Yeah. So San that was Antonio San Antonio. Was I could do that again, by the way. That was cool. Another stunning series of sunset adventures took place in Tombstone, yeah. Arizona, which didn't really know what to expect. Never been there. Uh, we we had a one night stay in Tombstone on the way to somewhere else, on the way to California. Yeah, we only had one night, and there is a fantastic dry dry camping, camping area right down the hill from the main street. Which to right the layman, town. dry camping means a parking lot, a dirt parking lot with no services. Yes. So just so you know, it, yeah. it's not camping is. Yeah, it's there's no water, sewer, power, but that's yeah. okay. Our rig has all of those, so right. there's no problem. And it's tombstone dry camping, but and now it's actually a harvest host location. Yeah, which it was we'll cool. Talk and, about and we got to time. go wander through the town and then mm-hmm. just wander back down to the camping. Well, and we got there just in time for the last trolley tour of the day Mm -hmm. it was the ghost tour from the good enough mine yeah so we we were able to catch the trolley tour and the ghost tour after dark we went all around tombstone to all the scary places the haunted places and the history and the two cemeteries yep the the famous one and then the tombstone cemetery up Mm -hmm. on the hill and it was just so fun so fun. The guy that led the tour was an actor. And we he took was, pictures with he him. Was just he was really amazing. Good. Yep. So we had such a good time there. And then after the trolley tour, we walked around Tombstone late at night. Great pictures, by the looking way. Looking for ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so a month or so later, we were headed back that direction to Tucson for the FMCA rally. And we got to stay in Tombstone for a week. Well, outside of Tombstone, Benson, Arizona. So we were there for a week. We went back into town to take the regular trolley tour with the Good Enough Mine uh, Tours Mm -hmm. company just just to see the history version of of the tour in the town. And it was so much fun. You learn all about Wyatt Earp and his family. They were Big in Tombstone. Well, yeah, that's where the big gunfight and all of that happens yeah. every night. <laughs> so, so Tombstone was a really good example. and and But all of these stories all come from the fact that it's about this work-life balance and being able to do the Sunset Adventure means no matter where we are, there's an opportunity for us to do something we would normally never get to do. Yeah. And when we lived in what you know what they call the sticks and bricks, when you live in your house or your apartment, your condo, and you're going to work, the opportunities to go see something new is limited. You're usually limited to your vacation, right? And so for us, we don't think we're on vacation at all. We're working as much or more, it seems gotta like sometimes. Gotta do the job. Gotta get, yeah, gotta yeah. get paid, gotta do the work and do a good job. But 
you know, at the end of the day, we step outside the rig and wherever we are, we're like, let's go learn something new. Let's go see let's something go. new. Let's go get locked into a park. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what the we had two bottles of water. <laughs> we would have made it. We would have made it. Yeah, those porta potties. <laughs> so, Sunset Adventures. That was this podcast, and hopefully, it was as interesting uh, to you listening as it was to us to talk about because we could talk about this for hours. So yeah, it was fun. But I mean, there's always an opportunity for an adventure. You know, you just got to look around, do a little research wherever you are. Yeah. And if you have the chance, get out there. Yeah. See the world. Oh, it's fun. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Check the description for the links of the information, some of, some of the stuff we've shared here. And hopefully we'll see you on the next podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.